Average Bro Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Peyton, joined alongside my co-host, Colton, who I'm now going to kick it over to to give a rundown for uh, what's in store for today's show. Go ahead. Hey, guys. we got another jam-packed show for you guys today. Uh, first, we'll discuss our, uh, our fantasy lineups from Week 17, the final week of the regular season, where I unfortunately lost to Peyton, not only last week, but I lost the season series to him, four games to two. So four which games to, to how much? Two. Right. So that means Peyton will actually, either he can pick it himself or you guys can help him out. I got to do something that Peyton's going to pick for me to do, be it be an egg over the head, whatever it may be. Smacking the nuts. <laughs> All right, let's not go that far. But uh, like we said, we'll discuss that a little bit more in topic. We'll actually discuss too, uh, we'll go really dive in head first into the most anticipated high, uh, college game of the year, national championship game, Alabama versus Clemson. For the granddaddy of them all, uh, be a rematch of last year, but we'll get into more of that come our segment, yeah. and we will discuss everything about wild first round of the playoffs and the wild card round. So, uh, all right, well, uh, so sit back and enjoy, enjoy, and let's get this show started. Uh, let's kind of go over our uh, fantasy football. Um, Breakdown as far as who are our biggest studs and our biggest uh, duds were. Uh, we're just going to touch on this very quickly here. And I will tell you this week, as far as fantasy football goes this week, uh, if you do play DFS, DraftKings, Yahoo Sports, or uh, FanDuel, um, picking your lineups this week is going to be very challenging for ownership in four games. Your player pool is going to be very tiny. So we're not going to touch too much on it. We're going to kind of give you some uh, some tips and ideas on how you're going to pick your lineup and a few of the players that we're looking at. But let's kind of discuss and dive into who we had as our studs and duds for this week. Let's go ahead and start with you since, you know, you lost. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the main people I'm actually looking at this week. Uh, no, as far as your, your studs and duds for this. Are you doing this week's lineup or are we doing next week or our past weeks? Well, I wasn't. This is talking about our last week one, but if you're, you're, you're leading more into like. Ooh, well, yeah, one. okay, so, I mean, we won't go too into too much of our... I'll just tell you what worked for me. Um, I had a wide receiver stack of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, as you know, Aaron Rodgers had, I believe, four touchdowns in that game. Two of them went to uh, Devontae Adams, and then I also had uh, another player going from that game. Um, then I was down by 45 points to you, I think, and I ended up winning by, like, 30. Yeah. But I think Aaron Rodgers had a lot to do with that. Um but, again, let's kind of get into our studs and duds of this week, uh, who we like and who we don't like. Uh, one of the people I like this week uh, going into it is, it's, I feel weird saying this, but the Texans' defense, actually. Um, they're playing at home. They have the number one ranked uh, defense in the league, and they also have the second ranked pass defense in the league. And they're going against a rookie quarterback making his first start in a playoff game. I mean, there might be some jitters. There might be some early picks. I mean, you can almost consider Brock Osweiler a rookie quarterback, too. I mean, the guy's garbage. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a rookie quarterback playing his first game in a playoff game on the road against a defense that has been pretty solid all year long. So mine this week is actually going to be the Texans' defense. They'll be good for at least one or two interceptions at least. You think so? And possibly maybe, I mean, depending if they get a break, you could see a couple, you know, maybe a pick six or two. I mean, if he gets – so that's – that's going in this week. That's one actually matchup that actually stood out to me. Uh, so if you're looking for a defense, Texans are a good one to go with this week on my account. Um, 
As far as Texans ownership goes, those of you guys that are going to be picking lineups this week, and just some food for thought for you here as well. Texans defense is probably going to be the second highest behind Steelers defense as far as ownership goes. You're playing against yourself when you go against these players that have a high exposure and high ownership. So just be careful. Um, I can't tell you. Um, a lot of people are going to be picking the Texans this week. So if you're looking to have that edge, maybe someone you go with that's going to have the same price point, 3800 as far as uh, salary, Steelers, they're going to be in the lower range as far as ownership at the same price. So not hating on your pick. I'm just saying be wary. Just be cautious because you and about 22% of the other people are in DraftKings are going to own that too. So. But, I mean, like we said earlier, that there are some times where even though they have a high ownership, you're going to have to pick them eventually. I mean, you can't ignore good matchups when you see one. And, I mean, that's a good matchup. Probably one of the better ones I see going into this wild card. Because that's the one thing about – another tricky thing when you guys are picking, you know, when you're doing, doing lineups and playoff football, it's all these teams made it to the playoffs. They have good defense. They have a good offense. They have good players. They're all good. They're not just, you know, unfortunately, they're not going against the Browns. So, I mean – you know, all these people, they made it to the playoffs for a reason. They have good teams. They've done some good stuff throughout the season. So it's really hard because now you're just down to the 12 best teams. So, I mean, it's kind of hard no matter what game you're picking. It's even harder when you only have a game of four games to pick from. So, Depending on if you're playing in a cash game or a GPP game, um, just be aware of who you pick. If you're playing in a cash game, you got to finish in the top 50% for most. You're not gonna have to worry too much about ownership, but if you're playing in a tournament and you know you got a guaranteed prize pool and you got to finish in the top 27%, ownership is a big thing here. So make sure you 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 pay special attention to that. Um, is, was that your stud for the week? Was Texans defense? defense? Yeah. Okay. So who's gonna be your dud for this week? Uh, a dud for me this week is gonna be um, kind of unfortunate. I think Jay Ajay for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, that's, he, that's been pretty much the solid consensus for a lot of people this week, actually, J.H.I. But see, people are going to look at it, and they're going <coughs> to look at what he did last time he played the Steelers earlier this year, uh, where he rushed for 204 yards. That was in his little going-off moment of the season, where he had three straight 200-yard games. And he's fallen downhill since then. Since Tannehill has gone out, it's kind of contributed to it. They've gone more to stopping the run, because they're making Matt Moore beat them, which is probably the same recipe the Steelers are going to go with this weekend. So I think my dud for the week is going to be Jay Ajayi for the Dolphins. That's my dud. Yeah, you and you and everybody else. Jay Ajayi, um, cautious against who you're playing him with. Um, very low ownership, I'll tell you that. But again, just be be cautious uh, as far as uh, picking this here, as far as ownership. And as he's well. running in the he's playing on the road, so Heinz Field. That's I mean, the things are stacked against him. Now, if he, he could surprise everyone and have another 200-yard game. The thing about fantasy football and football in general, stuff happens, weird stuff happens all the time, but if you're looking at the matchup and what he's done consistently over the past couple last season, last couple weeks of the season, I see him being a dud this week. They're going to go out to stop the run, so it's playoff football. It's all or nothing, so I think they're going to go out just to stop a, a Jay Ajayi because they're going to make Matt Moore beat them, which I really don't think he can do, but we'll talk more about that later, but... And if you guys have been paying attention here, most players that you're most afraid of playing this week, and Colton, you can see in here which players are fading on the on the board here in your tournaments. Jay Ajay is pretty much, you know, unless it's 
with DeAndre Hopkins. Be wary with him. I'm not a. I'm not sold on him anymore, especially after those last couple games. He fizzled out and he kind of died off pretty good. Um, minus his last game where he was not bad at all. But um, for me this week, as far as who I'm going to be going with, um, as far as my stud, you want to look at a player here that's going to have low ownership, um, Golden Tate. You might think that no, he's not going to have good ownership, but. Think of all the people that aren't going to... You're thinking that he's going to have high ownership, but thinking about the defense that he's going against and the Seahawks... Who's been questionable at best this season. You start looking at which skill position players are... Can you target versus an elite defense, Mm -hmm. but that still have upside and that still have value? Well, well, look who he's going against. He's playing a Seattle defense in Seattle. He's most likely going to have Richard Sherman on him because... Richard Sherman usually the number one receiver, and Golden Tate has turned into the number one receiver. But you're missing Earl Thomas now, so Richard Sherman, I mean, he'll probably shadow Golden Tate for the entire game. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that makes it a little bit harder. Now, on the plus side now, you could go to someone like an Eric Ebron that might have a little bit more fantasy upside this week compared to most other weeks. Like, when he played last week against the Packers, I mean, he, he didn't have a good – I mean, if you're going to, uh, you know – points per PPF, like, format, you know, or point PPR, sorry. No, I said PPF. If you're going for, like, a PPR format, which the, what, you know, DraftKings does, I mean, Ebron could have some upside this week against the Seahawks defense because Seahawks defense ranks kind of low against tight ends. No, they do. Um, if you're looking at tight ends, Seahawks defense, excuse me, as far as tight ends to watch, risky play, but... You know, they, they are surrendering some points to tight ends. Um, Ladarius Green, I think he was out of practice today. I don't think he's going to be playing. They, they, said he, they said he's, right now, I think they're, they have the, he has a doubtful tag on him right now, actually. So, any tight end going up against the Dolphins, they do rank 25th against the pass. And that does bring in Jesse James back into play, though, for the Steelers. So, we'll see how he does. Very low value. Uh, very high value. Very, low very small upside. But your ownership on this is going to be very good. Unless, I mean, there's, you're going to be playing against some veterans. They're going to have some people that know what they're doing as far as the ownership, though. But, you know, definitely someone to watch out for. Definitely caution with Zach Zenner. Um, he is going to be getting pretty much all the touches for the Lions. Okay, so I, I, got, I got a bone to pick with Zenner here. This guy comes in the past two games rock solid first halves on both games. Right. Against the Cowboys, he comes out, score two, two touchdown. Come out to the Packers, you know, he's getting all the carries. He's busting big runs off. But it's like he comes out at halftime and he's non-existent. So if you have him, but you better. You still, are you still complaining, though, if he's getting you two touchdowns a game and does nothing? Okay, yeah, but I mean like. As opposed to who, fuck, David Johnson that unfortunately no, well, I mean, but, but that's an injury, though. That's not just not him not getting the ball or, you know. David Johnson has been consistent throughout this whole season when he's played. You know, he's strong but first why, half, second half. But you complain about a player that's still getting you two touchdowns a game. Okay, but once, once, once he's just getting you two he's touchdowns. He's not going to get you four touchdowns a game. Well, I'm not he's saying not gonna duplicate that pace. Okay, but I mean, like you, I mean, I mean, well, he didn't do that against the Packers. I mean, what, but what but you, he's, he's had two solid games. Where what, he's, where you, would you rather have a guy that's good for one quarter or a guy that can get you more points spread out throughout the whole game? Blue. I mean, yeah, you can, like, Jerome Bredes. But Jerome Bettis was playing a little bit more before the fantasy thing actually took off. He was more of a goal line running back for the Steelers. 
That guy could go for like three touchdowns a game, but have like three yards rushing. But I'm not. I'm not saying he's a must start. I'm saying he's a player you got to watch because of all the games that he's just had, his ownership is going to be up this week. I believe this week in my notes, I had Zach Zenner's ownership this week is going to be at 44%, second to Le'Veon Bell. You know why? Because everyone's jumping on that bandwagon. Okay? Zach Zenner, I'm staying away from this week. He's a watch player. He's going to get a lot of touches, but he's got a bad matchup and high ownership, and they're eight-point dogs in Seattle. Um, I'll tell you who I do like, a nice little quarterback wide receiver stack of uh, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. Um, Green Bay, they are four and a half point dogs, uh, but Green Bay does rank 22 yards against the pass, 31st, um, I'm sorry, 22 yards passing for receivers here, and then they rank 31st in passing yards against. Um, you guys have seen what teams have been able to do to the Packers. This game also, if you're looking at it on a standpoint here, <clears throat> excuse me, has the biggest shootout potential, I think, of any of the games this weekend. Looking at the Vegas odds, this one, this game has, they could go back and forth here with these defenses. So, Odell Beckham, Eli Manning, good wide receiver stack. But rather than dwell on the rest of these, uh, you know, fantasy studs or duds, let's kind of start breaking down a little bit and previewing some of these games. And then we'll jump into the... Uh, Alright, uh, so we'll start with the Saturday games. First game we have is the Raiders on the road playing the Houston Texans. Pretty much, guys, this is a battle of sorry, well, not I don't say sorry quarterbacks. Raiders have a backup quarterback in Connor Cook, fourth round draft pick out of Michigan State, making his first start of his career. Mind you, this is the first time in NFL history a rookie quarterback has made his first start in the playoffs. Well, just think about how many quarterbacks Houston's gone through in the last couple of years. True. But I mean, okay, you look at it. You look, you have, you had a Derek Carr. I mean, you look at the records of these two teams. You have, you know, the Raiders twelve and four against the Houston nine and seven. But I mean, you look at that. The Raiders, the Raiders, honestly, were the favorites behind the pa uh, Patriots pretty much all season long, until unfortunately Derek Carr goes out with a broken leg. So I mean, so you got a rookie debuting in a road playoff game versus a, a quarterback big that free agent disappointment in Brock Osweiler. There's not a lot of... Yeah, Brock Osweiler this year was a quarterback who posted the lowest yards per attempt in 5.8 in any starter of the league, which led to Houston producing only 23 offensive touchdowns this year. So, I mean, there's a reason he got benched. Unfortunately, he's back in because, you know, Savage is out with a concussion. And now look at this, guys. Brock Osweiler's out. Savage is still going to be out with concussion protocol. So you're back think, up... Think about this, though. Osweiler pretty much lucked back into that spot because Tom an injury. Savage just yeah. lost a concussion. Um, well, see, but another thing you got to worry about now is if you're a Texans fan, you have to ride Osweiler out now because who are you going to put in? Your backup QB behind Osweiler is Brandon Whedon. That's your backup QB going into this game. I feel bad for the Raiders, man, because they had so much upside going in. And with Derek Carr, they were probably the best bet to, to dethrone the Patriots. I'll be honest. I don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. I want to see a team like I wouldn't mind the Steelers because they. I am more intrigued by a Steelers Super Bowl matchup than I am by seeing the same effing Patriots team in the Super Bowl every year. Derek Carr, healthy with the Oakland Raiders, presented that best chance behind the. Okay, Steelers. so so that's, but I mean, 
this game's a little bit close. It makes this game a little bit more interesting with Connor Cook at quarterback. You have, like we said, a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road in the playoffs against the second-ranked pass defense in the league. I mean, you can't put any more pressure on a rookie quarterback than that. I mean, it's win or go home now. I mean, you can't – I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough game for him. Um, you know, he still has two, you know, Pro Bowl receivers and um, – you know, Amari Cooper and um, Michael Crabtree. So, I mean, he has a good running. He has he has, he has has good weapons, that ha, uh, you know, on, on the side of him. He has Latavius Murray in the background who can, you know, still run with the best of them. So, I mean, he has good weapons around him to, uh, you know, have a good you know, supporting cast with him. But you're, I think you're asking too much of a rookie quarterback here, don't you? From somebody who made his first start of the year in the playoffs on the road. From Cook? From Cook, yes. I think the Raiders come out of this game with a win because, well, I mean, look, look, Houston has a quarterback in Brock Osweiler that posted the lowest yards per attempt of any starter in the National Football League, 5.8 yards. They rank 28th in scoring. The Raiders, Khalil Mack, they don't have a bad defense, right? The one thing that, that Raiders still have going for them is a good offensive line, molded the same way the Cowboys have done their offensive line. And Latavius Murray, they've got that going for him. Houston, I wouldn't call it the same offensive line or even on the same radar as the Raiders or the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller is a shell of, a former, of his former self. Injuries. Raiders have every advantage in this game going into it. I mean, Houston, 29th in yards per game, 30th in passing touchdowns. They suck on offense. Brock Osweiler is terrible. Houston is without J.J. Watt. I mean, where's... Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know... All that Cook has to do is manage the game, right? What they were saying about Sean Hill when they didn't think that Bridgewater was going to come back, just be able to manage the football game, hand it off to Adrian Peterson before he got injured, and they can win some games with that defense. Granted, Raiders aren't on the same caliber defense as the Vikings or you know, the Broncos to that effect, or even the Ravens, but the Raiders are the better team overall here. They have the higher seed. They're playing at home. You know, actually, no. Houston's playing at home. Houston's playing at home. They're 7-1 on at home. But the Raiders are probably one of the better road teams of the... It's not. This is not going to come down to offense, what offense is going to you know, win in the game. It's going to be what defense performs better. You either have a defense that's going to shut down Osweiler or you're going to have a Texans defense and then shut down Cook. I, I mean... I would love to see the Raiders get the road win here, but you know I have that feeling in my gut that you know Connor Cook, you haven't seen too much from him yet, but of course this is his first start. He's a rookie. I mean, you're asking way too much of a rookie here. Manage the game, yes. I don't think that the Raiders are gonna go pass heavy, especially with Cook and Houston being they're the second ranked passing defense in the league. Okay, well, but, if they're, well, if they're gonna pass the ball, then. Then they, then the the Texans know that, and they're gonna go out to stop the run against Latavius Murray. But you've got two one thousand yard receivers. Who are you gonna cover? You got Amari Cooper. On the other hand, you got Michael Crabtree. Both of them posted one thousand yards. Yeah, season. but you also got a Texans second rank pa- uh, rush uh, pass defense. So I mean, you're. I mean, it's either way. I mean, but the Vikings are all, what? Okay, number one. And okay. then what happened? They tried to okay, shut answer, down Jordy Nelson. And they answer this one question for me. Going into this game, if your two quarterbacks choices were. Connor Cook or Brock Osweiler, who do you choose? 
You go to someone of experience, you go to Brock Osweiler. Okay. That's why that's all that's that's all that's the only point I was trying to make here. It's experience is on the tech side. I'm not saying they have an all-star quarterback in Osweiler. Texans fans know that's not the truth there. I mean they're they're dealing with what they got. Same thing for the Raiders. But I think if you look at it, I mean the Texans are still looking for their first, you know, playoff win. They got beat by the Chiefs last year, badge that shut out thirty to zero. This is the Raiders' first playoffs since two thousand two. I mean, but if you just look at it, I think you're I mean, managing the game for someone that's never started a game before against the Texans second rate second rank pass defense, I still think that Texans win get their first playoff win. I hate to say that, but I mean, that's that, that's just me. My pick on this one is the Texans, bottom line. I'm gonna go with the Raiders on this one. The Texans, they, they lost to the Raiders week 11. Brock Osweiler had a solid performance, but that's probably the only performance he had on that one because they did settle for a lot of field goals in that game. Um, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The Texans, they still need to get to the red zone. It's going to be hard to do against the Raiders. You're saying Texans. I'm saying Raiders. Let's move on to our next game. What do we got? I uh, got another uh, – got the Saturday game. Saturday night game. This is the Prime NFC time. game. Primetime game you got. The Detroit Lions going up against Seattle in the 12th man. So you got the Seahawks versus the Lions. That should be a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, we were talking about earlier during fantasy. Um, you know, it, it it's it's gonna it's gonna be a low scoring game. I know the uh, the Lions are gonna be like trying to jump ahead of the Seahawks, but I mean, I don't know. Just that defense sometimes is just tricky. So I mean, this game can go either way. It could either be. You know, Lions just flat out running all over the Seahawks, or it could be the Seahawks defense that's completely shutting down Stafford and the Lions offense. If you guys follow us on Facebook, we had a pretty in-depth discussion about this game. Um, a few of you said that you could see the Lions upsetting the Seahawks because Earl Thomas was out. Let's put a few things into perspective here, okay? Uh, for one... The Lions have never won a road playoff game ever. Well, once again, here, this game comes down to experience. The Seahawks have been to an NFC Championship. They've been to Super Bowl. I think just They've because won they're a Super missing Bowl. one person, they're not, not going to. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say here. And then since Stafford, even though he, he's, he'll scream it to the rooftops that his finger is not bothering him. If you look at his stats, since he messed up that finger and been wearing that glove, he's been off. I mean, he's, you know, didn't really show too much in Green Bay. That was just pretty much Aaron Rodgers just taking control of that game. They, he kept up with the Cowboys in the first half of that game, completely lost in the second half. The Cardiac Cats is what they were calling him earlier in the year when they had, what, six come-from-behind wins in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Where has that been this past month of the season? I, I mean, know. I mean, this one's an easy pick for me. Oh, I, I, don't, I, I think the chances of a Lions upset are, you know... As a Cowboys ten percent chance to win an upset here. Look, as a Cowboys fan, I'm picking the. I'd like to see the Lions win because that means the Cowboys would get the Lions in the second round because the Cowboys get the lowest main seed. But as a football fan and looking at stats, I cannot pick the Lions against the Seahawks at home. As, I mean, Seahawks playing at home against like, the twelfth man. Yeah, I can't. I can't in my heart. I want to see the Lions win, but you ask me who I'm going to choose to win. I mean, it honestly, it's going to be the Seahawks. It's an easy choice. You look at stats. No, that I will say, though, is that, like we see in this season, which makes me a little hesitant, I'm still picking the Seahawks, but 
the Seahawks have been very, very inconsistent this year as far as... And I made that point, too. Look, another thing was, you look at how many games where the Seahawks have been suspect, that tie that they had, getting their asses romped against the Packers. I mean, Russell Wilson gets hit just about as many times as Andrew Luck does. They don't have that good of an offensive line. But... The Lions have never won on the road in the playoffs. They are 0-10. Two, Lions have never won a wildcard game. 0-8. Last, the Lions failed to win a single outside game in the NFL this year. Granted, they only played three. They're still 0-3. That's enough for me to say still. Not impossible for an upset, but the, the Seahawks are going to win this game. Right? The Lions aren't going to win. My pick here is going to be the Seahawks. My pick's going to be the um, Seahawks. I, it's going to be a close game, but not a lot of upside here for the Lions, unfortunately. It's going to be another one and done for them. And All we right. saw that against the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I'd feel a little bit different had they come into that game and made a statement in Lambeau, but I'm sorry, in Detroit, but they lost at home. You know, so. The only thing I think the Lions could have riding with them is, you know, I don't want to say payback but i mean they're like you said they're gonna be upset that they could they could have had a home playoff game all they had to do was beat the packers that's all they had to do so does that give a little fire in their you know does you know jim caldwell and stafford and golden tate and that defense come out have a good game they could i just don't see it happening I really don't, honestly. I, I, I don't see it happening either, to be honest. So why don't we, uh, I mean, unanimous. Seahawks, Seahawks yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to our next game here. We've got, who we got next? we got the Dolphins, uh, the surprise team, I'd probably say so far in the playoffs, going to Heinz Field to play Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Yeah. But uh, Dolphins actually beat the Steelers this season. 30-15. to 15. But like I said earlier, that was when Jay Ajay was going on his little 200-game tear. He rushed for 204 yards, and that was with Tannehill. Not saying take anything from Moore. Moore's done a good job, but you're playing in Heinz Field. The weather's going to be, I think, tomorrow game time or on Sunday, predicted to be in the teens. So it'll make it a little bit harder to you know, pass the ball for Moore. It might be a little harder to catch. You're going to have some drops. But, I mean, you have Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Moore. I mean, it's... it's, it's this game is going to come down to quarterback play. And who do you trust more? Ben Roethlisberger, a proven, trusted playoff quarterback that's won Super Bowls, or Matt Moore that's been a journeyman backup? Yeah, okay. Let's. Well, that's an easy one, too. But look at it this way. You got you got your three weapons. You got a quarterback, a running back, and you have a wide receiver. You got Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. You got Matt Moore, Jay Ajayi. And Parker or whoever Devontae Parker, Devontae Parker, Thomas you got Landy. Stills. You don't, don't even, I don't even know who the number one receiver is in, Dol- in the Dolphins. I, I, I still wouldn't. The Dolphins give them credit for where they are. No, they, the they they've had a really good season. I'm not I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the Dolphins, but if Tannehill was playing, I'd say it'd be a little bit more I, of a different. I, I, but even if Tannehill was playing, I still think the Steelers would oh, win this. I'm not saying I'd pick the Dolphins if Tannehill was playing. I'm just saying the Dol- Tannehill would give them. A better chance here. I mean, for one, they're playing in Heinz Field. Playoff atmosphere in Pittsburgh is going to be insane. And you know the Steelers are not going to have Jay Ajayi run all over them again. So they're going to go all out and stopping the run. 
and they're going to make Matt Moore beat him with his arms, which I honestly don't think he can do. I don't think he's going to do either. I mean, it's a gray area with that. Uh, you know, the Dolphins, they finished the season strong, 10-6. and six. You said they yeah. beat him 30-15. All of that was on Ajay's huge 200-plus yard game, but um, the chances of Jay Ajay doing that a second time around Not gonna happen. aren't no. going to happen. He's um, like he said. We've we he's been on a little bit of a you know downturn his past couple of weeks. Um, I think the weather is going to be a factor for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, of course, they're used to playing in Miami, which is nothing compared to playing in Pittsburgh. Like I said it's going to be in the teens. They're predicting snow. I mean, I think weather might play a factor here for a kind of inexperienced quarterback and Matt Moore. I mean, stuff stacked up against the Dolphins here. I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than expected, but at the end, I still stake the Steelers are going to take. It's going to be a low-scoring game. You've got a quarterback with Matt Moore making his first ever bowl, first ever playoff, playoff start. start, where you've got Ben Roethlisberger. Who's been there a couple times. He's been there. He's got, he's got an 11-6 record. Two Super Bowl rings, right? Uh, I'm taking the Steelers in this one easily. Yeah, um, they are. I mean, look at look at where they were. Like everyone was riding off the Steelers, just like they were riding off the Packers in the beginning of the season. Yeah, they, I, me- I remember watching the Steelers earlier in the season when they lost thirty four to six to the they Eagles. They were sitting at what like a, a four and six record, I think, and, and they won. They rattled it off. They won five. They won, you know ended the season on five straight. Um, you know, so this is playoff football. So all the teams are gonna it's do or die, win or go home. So. I mean, for all we know, the Dolphins could come out and surprise the crap out of everyone and beat the Steelers at home. But I just, I just, there's just so much stuff stacked against the Dolphins that I honestly can't see them. I love what the Dolphins have done. They're a good, you know, comeback story this year. No expect them to really make the playoffs the start of the year. But they have. J.H.I. has been a nice surprise. Um, you know, could, could they upset them? Any team can beat any other team. It's football. They're professionals. Stuff happens, but I think just once again it's inexperience here. You got a Dolphins team that hasn't been to the playoffs as much recently than what the Steelers have, and then you got out of the three trios. I mean, of course, Steelers are way above where the Dolphins trio is. So I mean, it's just so much stuff stacked into the Dolphins. I got it. It's gonna be a close game, but I still think the Steelers are gonna pick up uh, pick up the win here. When it comes down to the playoffs, is it's about when you get hot as a yeah. football team. Dolphins are not. can't say, can't argue that they're not, but you play your best football, you know, come January. The Steelers play their best football in January. They've been playing good football before January. It's important to play your best football late in the season when it matters most, staying healthy. Ben Roethlisberger's healthy. Tannehill, not so fortunate on that side of thing. Um, yeah, you know, not to dwell on this, um... Steelers finished their season, regular season with seven consecutive victories on the NFL's highest teams. Dolphins are riding high. Tannehill goes down injured. Ben Roethlisberger is the story tenure quarterback here. Unanimous on this one, too, I think. Um, Steelers, Steelers are going to yeah. win this one. Um, there's no way that J.H.I. does what he does to the Bills twice and the Steelers once, you know, and post 200-plus yards. It's just not going to happen. The Steelers are not going to let this happen. Not in a playoff atmosphere, at least. So... We've got one more game this week, and if you guys have been following us on Twitter, this is probably... Uh, this is a game you would honestly, if you were to say Giants and Packers meet in the playoffs, you would honestly assume either second round or 
NFC Championship game. This is probably, to me at least, one of the best games of. I think I, I, I honestly think it's the best game. It's going to be, you know, you got so many storylines here. You got you got the shootout potential. You, you can Eli Manning turn into the Eli Manning, you know, playoffs when the two Super Bowl runs can have Aaron been. Aaron Rodgers carried him. I mean, is a deep the Packers defense going to hold up? Is you know Odell Beckham? I mean, of course you have all the stories and which, going. And which Giants team is going to show? So, up? Yeah. Of course, and then you have a lot of people criticizing the Giants, you know, receiving core Odell Beckham. Crew Shepard, Shepherd, yeah. you know, going down to Miami after the Sunday win against the uh, Redskins. Uh, they got a lot of flack this week because they were down partying when people in New York are saying, what are you guys doing? You guys got a playoff game on Sunday. What are you guys doing? So, I mean, it's going to become, if they win, like I'm always the person, as long as you're not doing drugs or anything illegal, what you do on your day off. What was that say about you, though? Where your head's at? Okay, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, like, I've Cowboys have been victim of this before. Uh, back when they had, uh, they lost, they they had a first round by, they went thirteen and three, and when they should have been preparing for the Giants, they're all down in Mexico. Tony Romo was out in Mexico. Jason Witten was with them. I remember that. And then they end up getting blown. Oh, they lose on a last second touchdown to Eli Manning. They lost, and everyone was like, "Well, they should have practiced more instead of going out and partying." You know, going down to Mexico. It's gonna be the same thing if they win. The, them going down to Miami becomes an afterthought. But if they lose, that's all anyone is going to talk about is, well, you guys should have been practicing more instead of partying Miami. That's besides the point. I mean, regardless of what one player does, I don't think that throws off what Eli Manning is capable of. Both these quarterbacks have won Super Bowls, right? These are both Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks. I think that if one quarterback's prone to make more mistakes than the other, it's Eli Manning, but not against the Packers defense that ranks 31st against the Pats. Someone on the, on, on the Giants' offense is going to have a big game. It's not going to be Rashard Jennings. And I – have you seen Victor Cruz? or Victor Cruz signing anywhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be Sterling Shepard or Odell Beckham. My money's on Odell Beckham. And you're, you're going against the Packers' secondary that has been beat up all year long. Their defense has been questionable at best. Only thing working in the Packers' favor is, is Rodgers. Well, it's Rodgers and they're playing at home. Lambo, it's going to be freezing as balls. But if you look at the Giants' record in the playoffs, most of all their wins have come on the road. That bodes well for them. They play in New York, so the cold weather won't be a problem for them. Oh, they did win on the road. What was the score of that Vikings game on the road? I found on the playoffs. 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 Anyway, but I mean, but look at the last the the past two times the Giants have won the Super Bowl. Most of their games have been on the road. They've never been a top two seeds. They've always come, you know, most of their games have been on the road. So I'm not saying that's that's a little bit of a thing. If you're a Giants fan, that's one thing you can, like, you know, tip your cap to is that we're playing on the road, but we do pretty well on the road in the playoffs. Was it 2011 that the Giants lost to the Packers in the regular season and then they went to Lambeau and won the NFC Championship? That was 2011, mm-hmm. right? That was the year that they went to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yes. So... Different team, different players, different coaches. Um, yeah, you got you got Ben McAdoo, which is still, you know, Jerry's still out on him. He could go, you know, I don't know. But you have Eli Manning, who's been there for the two Super Bowls. So he, he's he been there before, but no one else on that Giants team has really been there before. But he's been there. Has Odell Beckham been there? Has Shepard been there? Cruz has been there. But, I mean, like you said, Cruz is non-existent. I mean, but if you're looking for one person, I mean... The only person that really has experience on that team in the playoffs is Eli Manning. 
Can yeah. Eli Manning beat up a Green Bay secondary? Possibly. Very possible. Could Aaron Rodgers... See, the only thing I don't like about the Giants' defense is one of the better ones in the league, for the most part. Packers secondary, questionable. You got a Giants team that can win on the road. The Packers team and Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to beat at home. I mean, this is, like we said, this is the reason that this is the best game of the weekend. Just because of all the storylines. The signs that going into it, yeah. But the other thing is, is, can that defense for the Packers hold up you know, for the whole playoffs. Okay, just like, I mean, it's, they've been questionable. Teams have torched them before. I mean, they're not invincible at home. We've seen that. So, I mean, there's, like I said, there's a lot of storylines. I just, I just don't believe in the Packers' defense. I don't. If they, if the Packers lose this game, it's because of their defense. Not because of Aaron Rodgers, it's because of their defense. A lot of story coming into it. The Giants' resurgence towards the end of the season was their defense. So this game is going to be an Aaron Rodgers-led offense versus a Giants' defense. But you still have a good offense with Eli Manning, regardless of who's playing. You know, Odell Beckham—he's he's had his ups and downs. He's. Do you think the streak continues? I mean, how? I mean, the Packers have gotten lucky in some of these games. Well, that's a better question. Aaron Rodgers said. We're five and six. We're gonna run the table. They ran the table. Okay, but, but I mean, how long can they run the table? Exactly. That's something. That's my exact point. How long can you keep that momentum going? It's Aaron Rodgers, so I don't believe him when he when he said they're gonna run the table. I believe him. You're like, okay, cool. They did it. But how long? You said, how can they carry that through the whole playoffs? I mean, that defense has been good. But if like Clay Matthews goes out or someone else goes out, another injury, their cornerbacks are non-existent. You're going against Odell Beckham and you're going against Odell Beckham and Shepard and Cruz. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just like I said, if if the Giants are going to have any chance of winning this game, it's going to be because the Packers defense lets them. Because yeah. because okay, you got you got Eli Manning and the Giants defense. The Giants can win either from their defense or their offensive side. They can either one of them, either one of those side of the ball can win them the game. The Packers, if they win the game, it's mostly because of Aaron Rodgers just went off. You're not going to say, oh, their defense won them the game. What happened against that game against the uh, Chicago Bears? They're up, you know, almost like double digits in the second half, and they only won it because Jordy Nelson got open for a 60-yard bomb and Crosby won it with a game-winning field goal. They could have lost to the Bears. How many, how many games did the Bears win this year? Three. Three. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's my exact point right there is Aaron Rodgers can keep them in the game, but can their defense win them the game? So what my, got? I got the Giants, which is going to set up an amazing storyline for the, when they play the Cowboys in the second round. If they were, if they were to pull the oh, upset God. here, I think I just I want to go for the Giants just because I want to see Cowboys fans shit their pants it's, playing the Cowboys for the third time. How many people will go running for the son hills? of a dang it? It'll be like that Peter Griffin meme where they start backing into the bushes and come out a Giants fan. <laughs> so I mean. Um, you know, it's it it's, it took a lot out of me to pick Aaron against against Aaron Rodgers at home, but it's their defense. I mean, if this is just offense versus offense, I'd pick Aaron Rodgers hand down. But you gotta look at both sides of the ball, special teams, defense. I think the Giants got a better you know team overall team, so I pick the Giants on the road. I'm gonna take the Giants too. And Still uh, gonna be a shootout though, but. 
I think that when it comes down to it, you're gonna need a defense like the old like old saying says, offense wins you games, defense wins you championships. And I think the Giants got a better defense out of the two teams. So Yeah, well and uh guys you heard it here, that's our picks for our wild card uh playoff game picks. Um, we will have another episode this weekend as we touch on the Clemson and Alabama game short segment. Um, if you haven't followed us yet, be paying attention on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, even our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a like. We are going to have another contest coming up this week where you can win. Okay? But you have to be following to win. All right? What's, what do you got to do to win? Follow us. Where do you follow us? Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, follow us. Any, we have three platforms, guys. All you got to do is follow us and pick the score. Guess the score. That's all you have to do. It's two easy steps. Follow us, pick the score. That's it. Not that's all, yeah, yeah, that's Not all you guys got to do. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, Average Bro Sports. Follow us, like us, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, I'm your host, Peyton. I'm Colton, guys. And we'll see you later.